Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading. Sports Squad with Io and Chanel. Hello and welcome to Sports Squad, a brand new kids sports show right here on Fun Kids. I'm Io and with me is Chanel. Now, Chanel, break it down to me. You still keeping fit? Still keeping active? Hi, Io. Yeah, this week I found an old skipping rope, so I'm doing a lot of skipping. And I've also found a big plastic hoop, so I'm going to try hula hooping. Are you a hula hoop, Io? I'll be straight with you. I'm really not a hula hooper at all. But as my mate Shakira said, my hips don't lie. I quite like dancing. Probably in my living room, probably in front of my mirror. But I think I'm not a bad dancer. Just putting it out there, Strictly Come Dancing. If you want to get me on the show, I reckon I could bust a few moves, you know. My hips will definitely do well on the El Paso Duble or the cha-cha-cha. Just saying. Anyway, coming up on the show, Chanel, you have news from the world of sports as well. And right now, we've got the mother of all tennis guests. Sports Squad with Io and Chanel. Okay, so today's guest is one of the leading ladies of tennis, a former player, and she's one of the best coaches around. And she's also, check this out, a really brilliant mum, especially when her two boys are Andy and Jamie Murray. It's Judy Murray. Welcome to the programme, Judy. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. Now, this is a series for us about keeping kids fit and active and also staying indoors, really. And I think it's also a really good opportunity for children to practice those tennis skills, isn't it, Judy? Yeah, I've said it for years because it's really how my kids got started is that you can develop the skills that you need to be able to play tennis, you know, in whatever space you've got at home using more or less household objects and soft toys. So, you know, when people say, I don't have a racket, I don't have a ball, I said, yeah, you know, but you could scrunch up a piece of paper, you could roll up a pair of socks, you could use a balloon. If you don't have a racket, you could use a paper plate or a tin lid. I mean, when Jamie and Andy were small, their first game of tennis was balloons across the sofa. So they started with one balloon and then they added a second balloon and then a third balloon, you know, for progressions and to add a challenge. That's great fun. You can make your own net with chairs and a piece of string and kind of graduate to a sponge ball. Um, And they also loved to play when the weather was bad, um, kitchen table tennis. So that was cereal boxes for the net, a biscuit tin lid and a ping pong ball. And when I was using the table for tea or for lunch, they would sit on the floor and we had a wooden floor. So the ball bounced. Um, So you can adapt really to whatever you've got around you and you can actually play a form of tennis or little games that will develop skills that you need to be able to play the game so there's no excuse there's never there's never been a better time to try tennis (laughs) you know what this sounds like something we would have promoted on blue peter years ago when i was still hosting the program you know pots and pans cereal boxes all that kind of stuff (laughs) and actually i know you've got a question haven't you yeah, everyone does PE at school, but lots of my friends don't do sports when they're at home. So is that something that you'd like to change? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. I mean, for me, I think the most important thing is getting kids active. Um, it doesn't have to be a sport. I mean, there are lots of great things that you can do that, um, you know, with, with music and dance, for example. Um, I, I love all the stuff that Joe Wicks has been doing. I think that is getting people active. Um, I think you can find lots of things to do with your friends that just involve exercise and movement and having fun together. And of course, all of those 
you know, the, the balance, the agility, the coordination, the creativity that is coming out from games that you're playing at home. And be, because people are uh, staying connected through screens now, you can share a lot of those things with your friends. Those are great things for developing coordination and teamwork and rhythm and timing. So you learn skills without realizing when you're just playing. And if you enjoy the movement and the exercise, then perhaps that will lead to a sport further down the line because you become more confident because you're able to do it and you're having fun. And Judy, you believe some time should be set aside for activity-based homework to keep kids fit? What I believe is that one day a week should be a physical type of homework. So it's something that involves, oh, I don't know, you know, create your own game or your own match of, of some sort or create your own dance routine, um, something that involves the family moving together, because I believe that physical literacy is every bit as important as alphabetical and numerical literacy. So why not one day a week? Uh, homework is a physical challenge of some sort. Is tennis accessible enough for children as most schools don't have tennis courts? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Most um, state schools don't have tennis courts anymore. We lost a lot of the tennis courts over the last 30 years or so because they were big spaces that were valuable for other things and they weren't being used enough. So you're absolutely right. It tends to be more the fee-paying schools that have courts. But I think that you can, with a bit of imagination, you can play tennis anywhere. You want to try and find a a, a local park that has some courts or a a local club that has an open doors um, policy. But I would love to see more public courts. I'd love to see more courts in state schools and I'd love to see more of the clubs um, offering opportunities for people to play without becoming a member, you know, in order for it to be more accessible and, and more affordable to many more people. Good question. I think it is a good question because, you know, I, I went to a state school and I didn't start playing tennis uh, till I was much older, actually, when I could actually afford all, a lot of the equipment and even try and uh, pay for, for courts. But I guess also for us as a country to, to create champions and have champions from all parts of our society it's really important that everyone has an access to playing tennis really isn't it yeah i absolutely agree and um, we need to spread the net a whole lot wider um to give more people the opportunity uh, not just to try it but to stay in it if they enjoy playing it and i have my own foundation which is very imaginatively called the judy murray foundation and its sole <laughs> purpose is to take tennis into rural and deprived areas of scotland yeah, that's that's absolutely fantastic because I, I really think it's a wonderful sport. It's a shame no, none of the courts are open right now, but it's such a wonderful sport just to keep fit, run around the court, coordination, all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's really good fun, but I, I'm converted anyway, so I, I don't need to say anymore. I think it's the, like the number one family sport because, mm. you know, it goes across all genders, all ages, all stages. It's, it's something that's sociable and that you can do together as a family for a, you know, for a lifetime. Uh, let's talk about both your sons, um, Andy and Jamie. I know Andy has been injured for a while. He's probably got an extended rest now. Do you think this period might be even better for his rest and recovery? Yeah, he's been out for a while and um, it was disappointing for him because he was about to test himself out in competition again, yeah. end of March, beginning of April at the ATP event in Miami. And then, of course, the lockdown kicked in and that was canned. So, you know, he's keeping himself fit at home. He's got a practice wall in the drive, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, which is great. You make do with what you have. But, you know, he's he's at home and he's got his kids and his, his wife at home. And Jamie's been doing an amazing job on uh, he's recording all of his workouts and 
teaching tips and advice on Instagram and Twitter, and he's got a YouTube channel. So he is sharing so much of his behind the scenes activity, what he's doing to stay in shape. Um, so they're they're keeping busy because I think all athletes, you know, if you're a if you're a pro athlete, you are used to having discipline and routine and structure in your life. So you know they are doing quite a good job of structuring their day to make sure that they are uh, fitting in everything that they need to fit in as athletes and then have the, you know having the rest as uh, family time because of course you need the balance generally this break could affect the careers of two of the game's huge greats uh, Roger Federer and Serena Williams I know uh, will be 38 by the next Wimbledon can they either of those two win another big tournament like a grand slam in your opinion I think you can never say never, but I think the more that time goes on, the tougher that it becomes. But if you think of what they are still achieving well into their 30s, it's quite remarkable. And, you know, with all the advances in sports science and sports medicine over the years and technology um, and equipment, they are fortunate enough to be able to afford big teams of experts around them who have managed to help them keep their bodies in great shape for very much longer than you would have expected maybe 20 years ago so I think you can never say never but yeah I wouldn't put it past either of them I think Roger's best surface will be on the grass um and I think probably the same for um I don't I don't know I don't know with Serene she's pretty good on the hard courts as well but it definitely gets tougher as the years tick on Fantastic stuff. Well, Judy, stay on the line because I know you've definitely got a Sports Squad Challenge in the next part. Sports Squad Challenge. So every week on the show, we are set a sporty or healthy challenge for us to do at home. Now, if you want to send one in to us, why don't you get in touch via the website, funkidslive.com forward slash sports. Now, Judy, what is your task? Yeah, what I'm going to ask them to do is if they have a tennis racket, if they don't, they could use a cricket bat, badminton racket, stick, tall stick, roll of wallpaper, roll of wrapping paper, just anything that'll sort of stand up a little bit on its own. You pop it on the ground, you put your hand flat on the top of the butt of the racket, and then you're going to do head, shoulders, knees, toes, eyes, ears, mouth, nose, head, shoulders, knees, toes, and a fist pump. So you tap the, the butt of the racket, then you tap your head, butt of the racket, shoulders, butt of the racket, knees, butt of the racket, toes. And then you, the same, eyes, ears, mouth, nose, head, shoulders, knees, toes. But the last one you do with the toes, you put your toes on the butt of the racket, and then you do the fist pump. It's a 13-step racket challenge. That sounds like an incredible challenge. Uh, exactly what does that work? Well, that's the 13-step head-to-toe racket challenge. And it is great for quick eyes and quick hands. So therefore, quick reactions, which is something that you need to play tennis. Wow. I've got to give that a go. The record, the record for it is six seconds. To get all 13 steps in is six seconds. So once you get good at it, challenge yourself to do it faster. <laughs> Genius. Absolutely fantastic. Well, Judy, honestly, it's been a pleasure to talk to you and this task sounds intense. Fantastic. Now, Chanel, before we go, I know you've got a, a quick question for Judy, haven't you? When Andy and Jamie were playing balloon tennis across the sofa, did you think they would become Grand Slam champions and who was better? <laughs> 
absolutely no chance. I wasn't thinking of anything like that. I, I, when they were little, I just wanted them to enjoy sport. Um, I think they became very good at increasing the challenge, you know, so starting with one balloon and just hitting it with your right hand and then just hitting it with your left hand with one hand behind your back, um, adding a second balloon, adding a third balloon, then using little bats. And, and they would always be very good at creating a game out of it, you know, competing with each other and, and making up their own scoring systems. So, um, I mean, we live in Scotland and the weather is always bad. So creating things that they could do inside the house was actually really important. But yet, absolutely no idea that it would lead to what it led to. And usually Jamie won at that age because he was a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. But Andy was very good at changing the rules of the game whenever he was losing. <laughs> Obviously, why he went into singles as opposed to doubles. Teamwork, Andy. Teamwork. <laughs> All right, Judy, thank you so much for joining us. Um, so inspiring. Great to hear from you. And uh, please keep safe. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Good luck with the show. Appreciate it, Judy. Thank you so much. The world of sports. Squad. Squad. Okay, Nationale, what have you been looking at from the world of sport? Well, they've finally been crowned Premier League champions. But it's not Liverpool, it's Wolves. Yes, Wolverhampton Wanderers are the Premier League winners. It's not the real Premier League, of course, but the eSports version played on FIFA 20 this past week. Wolves' Diogo Jota beat Liverpool's Trent Alexander-Arnold in the final. So, Liverpool's wait for a Premier League title continues. I just wanted to tell you about the 2.6 challenge, which has kind of replaced last Sunday's London Marathon, which was cancelled. It's all to raise money for charity. Sports people involved include rugby union star Johnny Wilkinson, who's doing 26 keepy-uppies with a rugby ball. Other challenges include dancing for 26 minutes to your favourite music, or check this out, doing 26 hula hoops. So Ayo, you've got no excuse now not to dust down your old hula hoop and wiggle those hips for a good cause. Or you could just run a marathon around your living room instead. You know what? There's quite a few of my friends online that are doing the same thing. I think a friend of mine, she's a TV presenter, AJ Adudu. She's doing exactly the same because she was supposed to be running the London Marathon as well. I actually think I might give this one a go, you know. Check with me next week to see if I've actually given it a go. Maybe not the full marathon, but 2.6 miles a day. Hmm, that's actually not too bad. Oh, go on then, I'll give it a go. Okay, well, that's all we've got time for today on today's show. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from Chanel. Bye. Sports Squad is brought to you with the support of the Audio Content Fund. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the programme, why don't you review us? The better reviews we get, the more people listen to the podcast. So help us out. We'll catch you next time.